from a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Later this hour, we'll be taking you over to Jukebox Republic, but we kick off today with a brand new edition of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. If you're joining us on our Facebook live stream, today is Friday, November 27th. Otherwise, you're hearing us on Monday, November 30th, or actually any time you like, I guess. You can just click and download it. <laughs> I'm John Ventrias. Joining me in the studio today is Shirley Lin. Great to have Hi you back, there. Shirley. You were in the hospital Thank for a while. You. Yes, I was. We're glad I to was. see you. Yep. Glad to see you better. Uh, coming up next, meet Taiwan's Buddhist death metal band. Then, why a man left a high-paying job to become a professional babysitter and why a fear of needles is being blamed for an unusual outbreak of illness at a Zhanghua high school. All that coming up next. Please stay tuned. Taiwan apparently has quite a vibrant metal scene, but this is a band unlike any of the other ones that are out there. This is a Buddhist death metal band. Uh, it's a, called Dharma, and um, <laughs> it featured uh, their a recent gig started with an, a Buddhist nun chanting on stage, and then all like the whole wall of sound hit, kicked in with screaming and wailing guitars, and uh, of course tons and tons of drums. And they were all in black robes, and the lyrics are actually Sanskrit Buddhist sutras, but everything else is completely death metal. <laughs> uh, Can you imagine that? It's supposed to be sacred, <laughs> religious, and well, then it's all... There's a, I, it's not the only one. I, there's, a, there's, metal, a, there's a Catholic wrong. metal band I know. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a priest who... or I think it's a priest who well, does this. Well, if so, that's the case. Uh, you can. Um, and the idea actually came to the band's founder 14 years ago when he was listening to Tibetan lamas chanting because they have a technique that's very similar to what you have in death metal where they make their voice really low. Oh, um, right. And, I can never do that. Um, and it's very unlike what you would normally expect from a death metal band. But uh, the nun who was involved in this particular gig says she's got nothing against it. Uh, a quote from her says, Buddhism is not set in form. Having Buddha in our hearts is more important. And this is just another form of Buddhist sutra ceremony. So... Uh, <laughs> Um, okay. It was hard to get the band going. A lot of people felt like the idea of being in a religious choir that I'm does sure death they have metal a was a little hard bit... time to yeah get a claim. But um, they did. They, used they, to that. they got um, bandmates along the way, um, and they actually got a Buddhist master to help them with interpreting the texts. And actually, on screen at so, the concert, I mean, they had the texts. So, whose idea was it? The nun? No, it was a. It was a. I don't know if what he plays actually, if he, or if he's the he's, lead screamer. Um, but he's the band's founder, uh, and he's, he's a monk. He's, no, a lay person, but oh. a, but a devout practitioner of Buddhism. Oh, I see. And he grew up loving uh, rock and metal, but uh, he just wanted to do something a bit different. I guess he got the idea after hearing the the chanting, and what he says also is that you know 
uh, we have a lot of democracy and freedom. We live in a very open society, but social morality has declined. And so he's trying to uh, use his music to encourage that. Um, and But it, it does look very metal. They have face paint and everything, <laughs> like wild. Really? It's inspired, though, by the fierce-looking deities found in many temples that fight evil spirits. Oh, I was more thinking about, you know, the... Kiss. <laughs> yeah, Kiss. Right, that <laughs> band, rock band. It's sort back, of like that. Way um, back. Um, it's a very uh, interesting idea. <laughs> it really is. You know, I mean, I know that everything calls for creativity and innovation, all that. And maybe that's the idea behind the layman who thought about this, you know, starting, let's, let's start a metal band. But the, the, you know, with, but all the lyrics are Buddhist sutras. So actually, yeah, still. since it's from Sanskrit, um, mm-hmm. it's been transliterated into Chinese characters. But then the meaning is not at all clear. So they have to, like, people were, they were looking up the translations of the texts As they during listen the concert. To the music. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's okay. kind of hard to concentrate on the text with that amount of volume, but uh, right. there you go. It's a very interesting idea. And it, Taiwan's Buddhist death metal band. <laughs> there really is a genre, every kind of genre that could exist has been invented, right. I think, at this point. Why would you leave a high-paying job to become a babysitter, especially when you're not like a teenager? You know, that's a... Yeah. Why would you do that? Um, maybe you just really, really, really like children. But then wouldn't you go into teaching or something? Why a babysitter? That feels like... Well, actually, um, he's more than just a babysitter because you'll find out later. He's 44 years old, Zhang Jiabing, and he used to, um, you know, have a very high-paying um, job as a tolling engineer. Engineer, anyway. You know, mm-hmm. they always pay very, you know, very high. Um, and apparently in Kaohsiung, it's not rare to hear about male babysitters. They have they have about a hundred of them. Why in Kaohsiung specifically? I don't know. Are there, is there nothing in Taipei? Uh, no, but this is particularly in Kaohsiung because and- this guy, um, Zhang Jiabing, he moved from Taipei to Kaohsiung. Okay. And most of the babysitters that you hear about who, that include male babysitters are husband and wife. So they're in on it together. Oh, they have you know, a, the like a professional right. service. Okay. Right. But Zhang Jiabing, he um, and his girlfriend, they both love children, mm-hmm. and they both have the, each of their own daycare center. Separately. Okay. Separately. <laughs> okay. And um, so it, this is really amazing. Uh, so five years ago, he moved to Kaohsiung from Taipei. Mm-hmm. And he started training to become a babysitter. Is that a, like a, you mean a professional caregiver? A professional, caregiver. yeah. yeah. Not like someone so who comes license. over to your house. Okay, you know, so, this is, a li- license. so yeah. this is actually a legit Yeah, he's business. really serious about okay. this. And of course, in the beginning, a lot of parents, you know, mommies and daddies really doubtful about a male babysitter, you know. And, Breaking um, gender stereotypes. But, yeah, really. But the thing is that he was saying the important issue is when you watch the kid grow and mature. That's the more important thing than just, oh, cutie, cutie, you know, I know how to take care of the baby, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So that's his, you know, principle about this. So he really loves kids, and just as well, his girlfriend also loves kids. I and hope they so, if that's what they're doing for a living. Yeah, and so Zhang Jiabing, right now, he takes care of three uh, kids, uh, three, three toddlers. That doesn't sound and, like, um, like you'd make a lot of money with just three. No, um, because his monthly pay is like 1400 US dollars. Yeah. Okay. And, and and let me show a picture of him with his three toddlers. Oh, okay, that's so, cute. Yeah. Um, wait. Oops. What happened here? What are we doing? Okay. Wait. wait hold on a second. Hold on a second. Ooh, technical difficulties. No, I think I'm, I think they see us, but um, I don't see them. <laughs> the joys of live <laughs> okay. live radio. Right. Okay. Let me see here. 
if you can see that, that's uh, Zhang Jiabin right on the side. Why don't you describe and, it for the people um, listening on the radio? Yeah, right. So he's holding one baby in his hands, in his arms, and he's got two sitting in uh, this, uh, it's a two-person cedar to- uh, stroller. Stroller, right. Yeah. This is amazing. I think it's two boys and one girl, maybe, that he's taking care of right now. I just the pay cut, though. Yeah. What, oh, I know. But, uh, hey, anything for, you know, if, if this is your love of your life, like loving kids, then I guess you go for it. Well, I guess if, if his significant other's also bringing in money from a similar operation, then I guess it, it adds up. Right, <laughs> right. That is, that is true. So anyway, um, he's saying that, uh, you know, the important thing about proper babysitting is helping families take care of problems within turn, in terms of like in taking care of kids. Yeah. Like, you know, if they both, both the mom and dad have to work, I don't know what to do with the kids and how to do housework and, you know, work and babysitting and parenting. So he wants to be there to really resolve any family problems regarding kids, regarding just, you know, making things make, making things easier for This sounds parents. like a therapist as well as a babysitter. He's is, he is amazing. He's very detailed, mm. you know. So he's saying, now, five years ago, so he switched from an engineer to a babysitter. Mm. He got his license, but at the same time, he also got a chef's license. <laughs> so, um, okay. and then... He also learned how to make postpartum care meals. Now, in oh, Taiwan... Oh, okay, that's very special. Yes. In Taiwan, there's this thing about sitting a month after you give birth to a baby. It's a and sort of it's a... like you rest and you stay at a center. You Mostly people stay at a center uh, if they are well off. Other people, they do it at home. Mm. And then they have their mother-in-law or their mother do the postpartum meal for, for a month. For recuperation. It's specially formulated. And there's all the special kind of, you know, food. There's so many rules about what you can there's and can't eat. There's all kinds of soups, like, you know, like fish soup, chicken soup, maybe... Um, uh, maybe that sesame oils chicken soup comes mm-hmm. in here. Yeah. And then um, you, you, you actually you do eat a lot of like um, all these like animal intestines. No, sorry, not intestine, organs, internal organs. That's supposed intestines to be good count. for you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess intestines count. I think a lot of it has to do it's, with replenishing things like iron that are lost during childhood. Right. Maybe, it's, or... it's a very Chinese, you know, custom kind of thing that if you were to eat pig's uh, kidney, then it, it it's good, good for, for your, your kidney. kidney. <laughs> and if you eat pig's li- liver, it's good for your liver, that kind of thing. So. so that's sitting a month, okay? So, so learned you, you learn how to do that too. Special meals for mothers going through right, that period, exactly. And this is really amazing. But there were times when you know the grandchildren of the baby that he was babysitting was going like, "You're a male, and you're going to help my baby girl or or uh, baby daughter or daughter? No wait, granddaughter, like change diapers, give a bath." You know what I mean? They just didn't think a they man was capable. Yeah, <laughs> it just didn't quite fit in with them. But anyway, so um, in the beginning, it was kind of tough, you know. But then uh, through the passive word and everything and the trust of the parents, then the parents started giving them, you know, giving him their second baby to babysit. Like they trust him already. The oh. trust is already built up. Okay. Not just the so first child, but the second child, repeat too. Repeat clients. Yeah. And, and, of course, other people would recommend him to other families and things like that. So he's not worried about... That's very highly about, qualified. Yeah. He's about a where, chef as well. Yeah. He's not worried could, about where his clients are coming from. You could have him look after your kids and prepare a fancy meal for you while you're at it. Yeah. You know, I bet that he is someone who's very articulate about details. Mm-hmm. And so that's how he wins the trust of most parents, because they also 
see that he's very, very careful about details, very observant, you know, about baby's needs and, and kids and, you know, things like that. But these kids are growing up and calling him Bing, which is like, well, you know, handsome? How, when you say handsome, handsome Bing, handsome Mr. Chan, Mr. Bing or something like that. But um, anyway, you know, he even arranges on the weekends, like trips to the zoo and, you know, like maybe maybe like short mountain climbing kind of thing or hill, really? hill climbing hill something like that yeah to build up like for you know, toddlers for toddlers <laughs> well maybe he's not maybe he's now you know obviously you've taken care of kids who can well Walk. I don't know would well, you wouldn't take them off on a mountain that's a bit strenuous for little kids though maybe he he asked the parents to go along too probably Maybe. That that that's a word. Something you know, it becomes such memorable um, childhood memories for the kids themselves. Someone's going to write a musical about him someday. It's like going to be like the sound be of you, music, John. Or, no, <laughs> like the sound of music or Mary Poppins. It just sounds like yeah. that sort of a, a person. I know, amazing. So there you go. Mm. Usually you get a shot to keep you from getting sick. In this case, it seems like a shot inadvertently got several people sick, but not as a side effect of the shot itself, it turns out. Um, a fear of needles is being blamed. Yeah, it's their reaction. For an outbreak of uh, sort of, I guess, psychosomatic symptoms among a group of 12 students at a vocational high school in Zhanghua County. And we're they, talking about high school kids. They're vocational high school. Uh, yeah, they got a government-funded flu vaccine on November 19th, and then all of them had to be examined at a local hospital with four held for further observation because they got hand tremors. Oh, and a fever as well. Yeah. And, um, well, you can get feel a bit unwell after a flu shot. But um, that would be a form of allergy, I think. Yeah, but doctors examined them. Uh, and their conclusion is that they were afraid of the needles. I guess they interviewed them. And this <laughs> created such anxiety that they had these reactions. Yeah, it's my first time hearing that. Um, actually, anyway. the, 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 the dep deputy director general of the Centers for Disease Control actually said that. So some of these symptoms are not related to the safety of the vaccine. Um, and uh, they have a vaccine expert, actually, here in Taiwan, uh, commenting on this, uh, working for Taiwan Immunization Vision and Strategy. I guess that's a company that does some of these uh, uh, vaccines. Uh -huh. And uh, this person, this expert also says that judging by the fact that they all had hand tremors simultaneously after the vaccination, uh, it's needle phobia. And it's one of those things like, have you ever heard of cases of like mass hysteria where one person freaks out and then everyone else starts to? Yeah, so like, like a, a chain ripple reaction. Effect, yeah, yeah they, they, that's the conclusion that this expert has come to about it, that one person started and then everyone around them... Um, <laughs> And okay. so their suggestion is that a pub we should have a public health campaign to launch on school campuses during, like, the around the time of year when immunizations take place. Right. How not to be afraid of needles. It, I don't know. Hypnosis okay. might work. What? Uh, hypnosis might work. It helps oh, yeah, people yeah, yeah, overcome yeah, yeah. True, true. other types of phobias. Right. But um, I don't think a campaign, like, with posters is going to cut it because people who are afraid of needles, it might make people more anxious to see mm. needles all over the place, you know? <laughs> Um, so yeah, definitely a a strange um, uh, a strange it, it case. It is. It's a strange case. It really is. I haven't got my flu vaccine yet this year. I'm hoping to get one, but uh, 
are, are, are there any flu vaccines when when the whole world is like focused on COVID nineteen? No, but they're saying that they will oh, want to double. Yeah, they don't want right, a double are. wave or whatever. So oh, I don't think since wave. we don't have COVID here, I think that that's not an issue here. But it's still right. flu can flu is nasty. You don't want to get it. Right. So it's always, it hasn't gotten really cold, cold here, like winter cold mm-hmm. here yet. So I don't know. I, it feels like is it going to be a warm winter this year? What know. have you heard? I don't know. Have you? Have you? Do you usually get your vaccine though for flu? No, I've never. It's hard. Do to, you recommend? Yeah, but it's hard to get. I actually go out of town to get mine. I know you were telling us. I know about someone that who knows before. a place that doesn't get very many uh, patients, so they usually oh, have a bit of you extra. Got connections, and you can just pay on site, right? Well, it's not uh. connections. It's, it's like an open. It's a practice. They have. They just have. Like in uh-huh. Taipei, there's just too many people who I want it know. at once. Yeah. So I actually go out of town to get mine because oh, really? they always have they always have it. I mean, it's not the free government funded one like the, the type these students. Got, oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, because right. You pay you pay for it out of pocket, but right. I still feel like that's a good worthwhile. That that you know. goes for everyone, regardless of whether you're you're Taiwanese or non Taiwanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get it. Oh, so you you pay on your own. It's not covered by the national insurance. I don't think program. so. You have to give them your insurance card. Oh, you do. Okay, then I like think they, they register you. Part of, yeah, oh, okay. But I think I, I probably paid for the full cost. It's not that expensive. Yeah. So. Well, you're not afraid of a needle, are you? I don't like them. You don't like them, um, yes. But um, <sighs> I, I can you know, handle them. Jerry, I don't, I'm not afraid of a needle, but this time having been hospitalized and I was on an IV. Well, you should be really used to them by I, now. Well, you know, I was, I was in the hospital five days. Not for four And I've had five pricks of. You know, they were like trying to set me out for the IV five times. Oh, they missed? On different. <laughs> they well, missed the vein? How can I say? Ooh. What can I say? Um, maybe. Um, and then maybe they weren't. Some of the nurses probably weren't as experienced. <laughs> but you say still, this, you have a daughter who's a nurse. You're biased. Like, They're not as experienced as my daughter, right? You know, I can, I can watch them as they're putting a needle in me. But this time it's like, no, let me look away. Because right, right. That's the key is, is look away. <laughs> If you look away, it's totally okay. It's over really fast. Uh, anyway, um, what can I say? Five, yeah, I've got five pricks on me. Ugh. So it wasn't pleasant. So you've had enough of needles for, for the time being. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Well, uh, fortunately, I guess neither of us are afraid to the point where we're going to get hand yeah, tremors. No, no, well, yeah, no, 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 no. No, that's no. not a tremor. Well, if you're going to get a, a shot, that's not, shaking is definitely not uh, something you want. Oh my goodness! Oh my. Our crazy legislators are at it again. Oh, oh, oh! Okay, you meant that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Let's uh, move um, on. Our, up. our crazy legislators are at it again. You know how people are very dramatic. The lawmakers here, especially lawmakers in they Taiwan, love right? To, like, they love to. I mean, they should go into acting because they're really good at like I don't know staging. Try to make a statement. Yeah, like acting. like battle scenes. They'd be very good at that because they're always throwing like water at each but, other. And but this time, I really don't like what they did. Oh, you've already seen this. Yeah, I, yeah. So let's fill in our listeners for who maybe don't know okay. about what 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 the con- latest controversy in the I parliament is. I wouldn't want to be there. Anyway. Um, yeah, it stinks probably. Yeah, uh, literally. Yeah. Um, there's been a decision that we're going to open up in- to imports of U.S. pork that contains this additive called ractopamine, 
I've gotten very good at saying ractopamine over <laughs> the last here. few months because it's always in the news. Um, and it's actually, it's banned in the EU and China, but it's in a lot of uh, US pork products, although not all. And there's been a lot of backlash because people are concerned about whether it's safe to eat or not. I mean, mm. it's banned in the EU. So uh, people were told it's safe. Not everyone buys it, though. And the opposition party, the KMT, the main opposition, I should say, is uh, really unhappy it. about it. They've been blocking the... Uh, the head of the cabinet from speaking, actually. I didn't know this. Since mid-September, they've been holding protests by keeping the, the premier, it says here, like, regularly from delivering reports or taking questions because they occupy his podium. <laughs> Today, though, um, they, the ruling Democratic Progressive Party, which is behind this change in policy, decided that they were going to make sure that the premier could speak. So they formed a barrier around him as he made his way in and tried to... Of course, the KMT lawmakers and the opposition party were blowing whistles. They had banners and they were sounding air horns. Seriously? But then they did something really gross. They threw, oh. they threw pig guts everywhere. Oh. You know, I love eating pig guts, but not... I like think these are raw, raw pig guts. And stinky and... Ugh. Oh. oh my goodness! I, so, want I don't want to be there. Just... What do you think about the cleaning people, though? Oh, yeah, because you know the That's... lawmakers aren't going to be cleaning up after their mess. <laughs> they sh- even though they should be if they take responsibility. For it's them. not I mean, a very. It's, um... it's just not nice. I mean. Don't do that again. Yeah. The it's K- just gross. So the KMT says the pork decision was rushed through and is a health threat. The DPCP says no and adds that uh, they condemned the <laughs> throwing pig guts, which is, I can't believe we're, we're having to say this, but is <laughs> is not very nice. <laughs> thing. Uh, they said it's a waste of food, first of all, but also it stank up the parliament floor and was Aww. really gross. <laughs> ah, and then there's a footnote at the bottom of this article, which I believe is from Reuters originally. This, it says, quote, Taiwan is a rambunctious democracy and fighting is not uncommon in the parliament. And I know. It's this not. Is, it's really not. This is worse like than throwing fights. a shoe. Okay. This is worse than throwing a shoe. Don't you think? Yeah, I think they have thrown shoes. They've thrown punches as well, I know. Yeah. Or um, even like throwing the mics and things like that. And like they've trashed, they've trashed that place more than once between, yeah. well, all of them really. It's, it's not really one party's worse than the other. No. Um. I don't True. Know. <laughs> well, as a voter and a citizen, does this kind of behavior make you laugh or feel kind of ashamed? <laughs> Just ashamed. You, you do. Yeah. I mean, you guys. I mean, I mean, civilized humans. You know, you guys can communicate in a very civilized way, but without doing something like yeah, that. Yeah, they should be able to. I mean, they're right? rational people. But I mean, really? I wonder if they do it for TV ratings. Honestly, oh, you're right. It's for TV. That's it. So because, they should go into acting instead of being lawyers. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of these topics are probably a bit dull for the average person. <laughs> no one would probably pay that much attention. I mean, the pigs... Except for pig farmers. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, the pig, the pig is a bit different because people... I think a lot of like parents don't want their kids having pork with that it in, is it, in their lunches, issue. in their school lunches. Pe- okay. Yeah, I can understand. But I think generally this, this type of behavior is because uh, when anyone does anything even moderately interesting, TV cameras are all over them here oh, in Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. So... so uh, I mean, really, I mean, you can find a more civilized way to go about this. I mean, it, it's all right to voice out, you know, and, and that's all fine. And I yeah. can understand their concerns and everything, both the lawmakers and the parent side and the schools and whatnot. But, I mean, really. Oh, and the pig farmers. <laughs> pig guts is a bit... Go- I mean, okay, water will dry out. Yeah. Pig guts is going a bit far, I think. It, it really is. It stinks out the whole place, so I don't know why they want to That's do that. That's just gross. Waste of food. Waste, waste of, of food. food. And gross. 
Well, that just about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. Thanks to all of you, especially who joined us on our Facebook live stream, which was a bit chaotic today. Uh, we'll edit that out for our radio edition. Yeah. Uh, for now, I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Shirley Lin. And for those of you joining us on the radio, we're going to have some more of Shirley in just a minute with her music program, Jukebox Public. Welcome to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin at Radio Taiwan International. If you haven't heard, I was in a hospital for five days recently. If not counting the times I was in a hospital to give birth, and I have three children, this was the very first time being hospitalized for something serious, like, you know, health-wise. What happened was that two weeks ago, uh, after work one day, I felt kind of this dull soreness in the lower part of my abdomen. I didn't think much of it, but then it developed into a fever overnight. So I went to the clinic in the morning. The doctor couldn't figure out what was wrong, sent me home with some medication. And the fever went away after 24 hours, but the soreness, you know, the dull pain uh, kept on. And I guess I was sick with something. And uh, yeah, this song here is called Simping. Um, that means fall ill, um, sick by Chen Sanyi.
住冬季，气温只有十五度 C， 穿上厚厚的大衣，重重的让我透不过气。被冻僵的情绪，是生命前的自然反应，用一些不会致命的病菌。这太阳坐在家里，呼吸不到湿冷的空气，一直比两种人几个好消息。生活就是这么容易，你和我抱着太阳坐在家里，感觉不到外界的压力。一首歌，两颗心，几个遥控器，我开始喜欢生命。抱着太阳坐在家里，呼吸不到湿冷的空气，一直比两种人几个好消息。生活就是这么容易，你和我抱着太阳坐在家里，感觉不到外界的压力。一首歌，两颗心，几个遥控器，我开始喜欢生命。Okay, so I decided to seek advice from my nurse daughter,、uh, Clarita, and she said to just wait out and see. But after two days, you know, the dull pain、uh, in my abdomen, the lower part of my yeah abdomen,、um, wasn't going away. So I decided to、uh, go to the emergency at the hospital nearby. I thought it would be the quickest way. So they took some blood tests, urine tests, X-ray. And after like an hour or something like that, they came back and told me that white blood cell count was pretty high. That meant it's not good, and there's an indication of inflammation. So they said I have to be hospitalized. I wasn't prepared. I thought I was going in to work that afternoon. They first did electrocardiogram on me for no reason, which was odd. But I'm glad they did because you know why? They told me there's some kind of damage to my heart. Yeah, it sounds serious, right? But I do have a heart problem, and I figured that okay, it's a reminder. I better find time to follow up on that. On that, then they put me on a bed in the hallway with other patients.、Um, that's how it is. When the hospital beds are full, they can only put you up in the hallway in the emergency. Is that how it is at emergency in your country? Let me know. Write me.、Uh, leave me a note.、Um, my,、um, I mean, my、um, email address here is Shirley Lin. S H I R L E Y L I N at R T I dot O R G dot T W. Okay, I really like to know. Anyway, so they put me up on IV on antibiotics. Not long after that, I was feeling much better. I was in good spirits, but spent that night in emergency because still there was no empty bed available. Actually, that night at the emergency, I told the nurse that I was feeling much better. So can I just go home? Then she sent a doctor to me and said, "Well, the doctor said no way." Because the numbers are not good, like the white blood cell, white blood cell count is still too high. The crazy thing about spending night in emergency is that you have to try and sleep with all the lights on. Yeah, all the lights on. Well, good thing that didn't bother me. But what bothered me was about the noise, you know, coming from other patients, from doctors, from the nurses, from I don't know. But I was prepared. I had my earplugs with me, and they work like wonders. 
I can't say I slept very well, but good enough considering the circumstances. I'm already thankful that I could catch some sleep. So here's a song about being thankful. 感谢 by Huang Pingyuan. Hey. 
想说，只要你幸福，我就无怨无悔。想起你为了我，为了我流的每滴伤心泪，我只能说一声感谢。There are two other things that I was thankful for. One was that they say they have a bed for me, a proper hospital bed in the hospital room.、Um, yeah, hospital room. The very next day around noon, though it was a two-bed hospital room sharing with another old lady. And then I had a CT scan done, the first time ever in my life, and、uh, I'm thankful for that because they discovered that I got gallstones, which I had totally forgotten. But they were not the reason I got sick. Still, I felt like okay. I'm being reminded I've got gallstones. I better watch my diet even more seriously, even though I'm already pretty serious about my diet, you know. And I better stay away from greasy food for me.、Um, so I'm thankful. The reminder that I got gallstones, and not just one, quite a few. Most of the time, I was on IV on antibiotics. I slept well, using my earplugs the second night with the old lady next. Next to me, the good thing that I had the earplugs because the old lady has dementia, and she kept nagging in the middle of the night about going home, like she wants to just change her clothes and go home. I really admire her Tommy's caregiver who spent a night too、uh, in the same room. She was so patient with the old lady. Actually, the caregiver is so experienced, knowing that the old lady would be restless and up most of the night. She had the foldable hospital bed in a V shape. And the side railings were up on both sides, so that the old woman couldn't get out of the bed on her own. The caregiver is actually very nice, and my son, who spent a night with me at the hospital, well, together we actually had fun talking to her and the old lady, who once mistook my son for somebody she knew and asked him to help her out of the bed. <laughs> anyway, another first for me was doing a colonoscopy to check on my intestines, my bowels, the agony. Man, the agony of trying to, you know, clear out my guts. Well, I had to take this fluid the night before, you know, the test and、um, or the procedure, and and then follow up with like drinking cups and cups of water. I have to keep count of how much water I drink. I had to drink at least like what was it now? Eight glasses of two hundred fifty cc of water, and and I kept going to the bathroom back and forth, back and forth. And I was tired the first night trying to clear my guts. You know, I didn't care. By eleven, I was like so tired. I said, "I don't care. I'm just going to go to bed." The next morning at nine a.m., I had to start all over again. I mean, not all over again. The second time to clear my guts. So I drank the fluid again, and this time I was supposed to drink six glasses of two hundred fifty cc of water each time. And I kept going to the bathroom. At one point, I asked the nurse to come and look at my, you know. The stuff that I left in the toilet bowl, and she said, "Oh, good, good. You're doing good. This is good enough." But I didn't think it was good enough, <laughs> so I actually drank another glass of water, which meant that I had seven instead of six. And you know what came out turned out to be the same color as my urine, and I knew that I was good. You know, but 
I didn't know that I was going to keep on going to the bathroom more than once after that seventh glass of water. Anyway, so um, yeah. Now, I asked for anesthesia with the colonoscopy. In Chinese, it translates into "no pain," "wu tong," "no pain," and I found a song called "wu tong fen sao." What it means, like、um, breaking up and feeling no pain. Anyway, let's have a listen to this song anyway, and it's by Chen Yuxin. <music> Oh. 
So I said that I asked for anesthesia to, you know, to go with my colonoscopy, right? Well, something funny happened in the middle of the procedure. I felt like I was awake the whole time. I even felt my stomach turn like three times, like they were doing something in my stomach, you know. Um, I think I was like in and out and in and out of sleep, you know. And anyway, after the procedure and when the nurse was pushing me into another room, I, 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 I talked to her. I said, hey, I had been awake the whole time. How could that be? I don't think the anesthesia worked. In my mind, I was thinking, I want my money back. Actually, I don't really remember how I said it, but it was vaguely like that. She then said something like, it wasn't the kind of anesthesia that I thought I would have, that I would be totally wiped out. She said it was the kind that I would be made drowsy so that I wouldn't have do that so that I wouldn't struggle, you know, like maybe waving my arms and legs in the air so that they couldn't do the procedure properly. It was so funny. And I must have sounded so funny. But anyway, and you know, now thinking back on it, I think I was just, it was just funny. It was just funny. Uh, anyway, the whole thing went well. They said they found a growth, a polyp. And it's my first time learning that word and had it removed. So now I'm just waiting for the next doctor's appointment to find out the diagnosis of that and what they've discovered, if anything, from the five-day stay in a hospital. Other than that, they never really figure out the cause of my inflammation. Anyway, um, they're basically they're calling it some kind of infection in the, in the intestines. So not to worry. I'm all fine for now. All's well that ends well. Thank you so much for listening me out with this, you know, my um, five, five day stay in the hospital. It actually was not bad. It kind of flew by. Time really just passed so quickly. And it was kind of a nice experience being in the hospital other than giving birth. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me on Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm going to sign off with a song called Ping An Josephu. It means um, Peace is Happiness by Qi Lang. This is in Taiwanese.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw. 